Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com. I'm Abhishek and in this first podcast of 2012 I have with me Praveen Palande the associate editor and Shishir Prasad the deputy editor. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. Happy new year to you. Yes. And uh, also to all the listeners of the podcast. Thank you. And and Praveen it's been a while since you've spoken with us. I think listeners will remember if they dig back to a podcast on algorithmic trading where Praveen was with us and Shishir, you are with us on almost every other podcast, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know how that happens, <laughs> but not on every, but yeah, on quite a few, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, a big announcement from Forbes India is that uh, Forbes India now has a new website or a new URL. Uh, that is ForbesIndia.com. So you can, listeners, go check it out. And there is a small feedback button right at the bottom left. So click on it and tell us what your views are. And uh, this cover story, like we had uh, a year ago as well, is about, is let's call it the investment special, wherein there are a lot of numbers thrown in, a lot of financial jargons in it. But we have Praveen and Shishir to decode that for us. But before that, Shishir, if you can quickly take us through how has the uh, the world changed since 2008 in the investing world, both in equity and otherwise. See, what has happened is, uh, it's interesting that, you know, in 2008, there was this crisis happening and uh, and we were like about to launch uh, Forbes India. So actually, Forbes India was launched in the middle of a, almost middle of a financial crisis and markets are like, you know, literally very at very low levels. So at that point in time, like, you know, we just went ahead and just were uh, like saying buy everything that you get, like, you know, like, you know, it's a great time to buy. What has changed, actually speaking, is that, uh, okay, we are very optimistic about the India story and uh, we believe that the market will go up. But the only thing that is, like, you know, changed this time around is that, you no, know, we haven't seen people being so cautious about equity ever. So I guess, like, you know, this is the first time we are saying that if you are invested in fixed income, you can actually get a double-digit return, and that had not happened almost for the last year since uh, the rate started to crash. It, from 2003 onwards, we have never seen that kind of returns on fixed income increments. He's actually put it right on the head there, because that's the, the big shift, that uh, globally there is so much turmoil. In fact, 2009 when we launched, around the time only, let's say, the U.S. was in a funk. Right. Uh, but now you've got Europe in trouble, and U.S. has not fully recovered. And emerging markets, except for select few, many of them don't, you know, look like they're slowing down, which includes India. So there's a huge amount of uncertainty. And so therefore, this time when we started researching, one of the first themes that sort of came through about a couple of months ago was that, mm-hmm. look, you know, this year everybody's talking about fixed income, which is, you know, your bonds and, you know, most assured return types. So that's the big change. The listener should not uh, get us wrong. We uh, actually, I should say, investing guide. That's the right mm-hmm. phrase to use, which we use on the cover as well. Do advocates that equities does do you a lot of good in the long run. But this year we have an overhang of fixed income, so that's the backdrop. Right, and uh, definitely times have changed. Like the two, both of you have mentioned, 2008 at least a couple of times in the last two minutes because. Uh, when Bear Stearns went down, I, I very vividly remember there was a market research firm which put out a report, and I quote from that report, it says that uh, because of the turmoil all around, it said that market participants don't know whether to buy on the rumor and sell on the news, do the opposite, do both, or do nothing, depending upon which way the wind is blowing. 
and uh, they, they were pretty serious about it. But yes, things aren't that bad, and nobody's making them look to be. But Shishir, can you briefly describe what what is the structure of this particular cover story? I, you've had a battalion of experts uh, comment on different asset classes, is, is what we know. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've got a lineup which is a great mix of international as well as some fantastic you know, local commentators. They're all experts. You know, you, you've got Mark Mobius, we've got Larry Summers, we've got Satyajit Das. In India, we have Kenneth Andrade, we've got uh, Richard Jain, we've got Luis Miranda. Idea was that things are so uncertain this year that you actually have to get the heavy heaters in. And, you know, the guys were really best in the business to help our readers sort of navigate. It's been just two investment specials. We never had such a strong lineup. Not only there's a macro view about how things are working from the global side, but you also get India-specific stuff. So, I guess that's uh, what works this time. Right. And then talking about uh, India-specific stuff, uh, one particular asset class that has uh, found the fancy of many an Indian is gold where it has seen quite a lot of movement. I don't own much of it, let me confess, but it has moved in different directions throughout the year in 2011. So why is that? You know, there are different views about gold. First thing, when you ask a hardcore investor, I mean a professional investor, not the garden variety types, you know. Right. So they don't obviously say gold doesn't make sense. I mean, what do you know with gold? I mean, if you have gold... It's not like, you know, it gives me dividends. It's not like, no, the only thing that you have is capital appreciation. So there is no way you can put gold to use. So a lot of investors, like the fundamental types, the professional mm-hmm. types, they would write of gold. But here is something very interesting from Rikas Jain. She's saying that gold is rising because the value of currency is falling. And that's a very interesting view. I mean, this is apart from the fact that, you know, the total amount of gold produced in the world can be like, you know, filled in two Olympic-sized swimming pools. That is like, you know, everybody knows that. So there is not much gold that is available and that is why prices are going up. That is fine. But the fact is that the world is in a turmoil. And at that point in time, ideally, even world is in a turmoil, the first thing that is going to go down are the currency. The value of currency is going to go down. So he comes out with a view that since gold is also an alternative currency to the dollar, the value of currency is falling, the gold prices are going up. That's an interesting view. This is going to continue. Then we want to see a big bull run on this particular commodity or, or this particular asset class. Right. And especially the rupee has uh, taken a big tumble in the last three months. I think it was 43 rupees and now it's at least 10 rupees more than what it was about a month and a half ago. And just continuing from your uh, previous thread, Praveen, where you said that, you know, not many investors, uh, they don't consider gold as much as other asset classes uh, there was one very famous quote by Warren Buffett, I'm, I'm sure you might know that, where he, he talks about how gold, it is dug out on some ground in Africa or some place, then you melt it down, dig another hole, bury it again, and then you pay people to stand around guarding it, and it has no utility. And then he, he goes on to say in his annual report that anyone watching from Mars would be scratching their head. Uh, although Although that's an interesting and a fancy take, but... This year, we've seen quite a lot of advertisements uh, where you have, let's say, uh, somebody like Akshay Kumar dancing around and selling a brand of, you know, gold ETFs. India, like, you know, gold is a different thing altogether. I mean, across the world, it is looked at, like, you know, an asset class. Or in India, jewelry demand continues to occupy, like, you know, more than 60% of the total demand. And this particular jewelry demand, I don't know, whether it's, you don't it's normally add it to the economy. And uh, gold ETFs would work in India if not anyone else in the world. 
basically the point is gold does have utility because of different reasons why because you actually people wear gold in india whether it's a wedding or social occasions and and moving ahead you know there is uh, something interesting that this cover story brings about is that it proposes uh, two portfolios to all our readers wherein you might want to invest your 100 rupees in if you have that this year can one of you take us through why first of all what are the two portfolios and why two why not just one and say that you know what invest here so the reason very simple reason why we have two portfolios is we believe that investing is a lot about who you are what kind of risk profile that you carry but in many years the direction is usually a little clear broadly headed up broadly headed down whatever this year there seems to be a little clear clarity so what we have is one is let's say uh such a dynamic portfolio the other is let's say the virat kohli or you know the slightly youngish portfolio but with a lot of promise so definitely not virat kohli then we 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 must not dismiss youngsters uh, for uh, you know uh, occasional failures right i take my words right yeah. yeah somebody like rohit sharma virat kohli yes all in the same bracket exactly yeah i meant that yes yes what it was like this actually we wanted to look for something that is ever lasting in terms of stock in terms of company at a time when uh, the markets are not looking good corporate profits are not going to look good for at least the next uh, few quarters at that point in time you wanted to look for something solid you want to look for companies that have gone through all kind of cycles companies that have existed for a very long time companies that have been like you know, have a consistent track record of making profits if not continuously growing so we decided that there are kind of companies that one would like to hold when the markets are kind of getting so we decided to look for companies that are it will be big companies like you no know, companies that fairly huge profits they were very high return on network and we wanted to look at how companies manage the working capital as well because generally we see that companies that do manage uh, the working capital very well they tend to do very well in the long term so we went ahead with this query and we came out with around 30 good companies say asian paints and so we decided that you know to choose only 15 out of this 30 companies so we went for this very long term fundamental portfolio for the conservative guy but the other portfolio was interesting actually uh, there sanjay patacharya who is probably one of the best uh, guys on market he went and gave us the name of around gave us some already stocks mm-hmm. the whole idea was look for stocks that are taken such a huge beating that they can't fall further they can only go up now we have to also remember that these companies are good companies they are not like you know the penny stock kind of stuff these are well managed companies but uh, he has given us the names or identified the stocks that we believe will not fall further so at one level we have stocks that are solid stocks and at another another level we have stocks that are already taking a lot of beating and they can only go up from there so that's the difference between these two stocks two companies so two portfolios there is a forbes india recommended portfolio which always has taken the long term view it's called the capital preservation portfolio very smartly <laughs> right <laughs> but in this um, the series of articles you've got like you mentioned you've got a few big names and one of them is uh, dr mark uh, mobius who is the executive director of uh, templeton emerging markets group and uh, from the interview that i read between mr mobius and the two of you is he was pretty optimistic on two things one is the euro in spite of what was happening what is happening in greece and other european countries 
and also on the emerging markets including india although uh, as we see the stock markets etc have not been doing too well with the rupee depreciating and all of that why this uh, sense of optimism some might say it's a little misplaced so uh, what's what's your take on that well, broadly speaking i think on the euro front i think the way he's sort of seeing it is that because there's so much at stake i think eventually things will sort of rally around and and as we have seen though the movement has been slow on that mm-hmm. in that region you still haven't had situation where the breakup is imminent in fact most of the people are saying that you know backroom channels are active and perhaps some solution will be found the other i think emerging markets the way i understood it is mm-hmm. i don't think he's just talking india right. he's talking brazil he's talking indonesia he's talking and some of those markets are actually doing rather well so i think his view is much from broader so he's talking taking the entire emerging markets as one go so perhaps india is a little down now right now let's see if, you know when we can recover right there is one question that all uh, retail investors who are inexperienced let's say if there is an inexperienced reader of forbes india and if he has a a basic question like uh, when is a good time to start investing this this is something that everybody asks including me for that matter so w- would this be a good time to invest i know it's none of you are experts and we we know that but yet from your personal point of view what is a good time to invest considering that you've come out with an investment special issue I'll put it this way. There are two portfolios that we are given. Okay. Now, if you look at the conservative portfolio, I think I'm in good to invest actually in these stocks. Right now, it's the best time to buy uh, equities, provided that you've got a view of say, more than two years. So, uh, whether you're buying, whether you're a conservative buyer, or whether you want to do the valuation play or you're slightly aggressive. So, India is a good story, even now, for, uh, over there for the long term. I think that this is the market to be. Thanks, thanks, Ravi. This time, Forbes India has had done a little fun bit with its uh, serious topic on investing, and there is a graphic story that accompanies the the cover, just like it did back when you had written one on algorithmic trading. So, and listeners can uh, check this one out in about 24 hours from now. And uh, thanks a lot, Chishir and uh, Pravin, for your time. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ravi. And you can get this podcast on the new website that is ForbesIndia.com as well as TheIndicast.com. And you can subscribe to Forbes by messaging Forbes to 51818. That's 51818. Thanks. 